0: Warning before we start. The material in this podcast is very dark. We will be discussing violent crimes against adults and children. This episode contains mature adult content not appropriate for minors or adults with large sticks up their asses. The kind of spectacle that will make you question your morals. Listener discretion is advised.
1: is empty all of the devils are here faces of death round two
2: welcome everybody to my favorite time of year it's the faces of death
1: can we talk about how flat that pop sounded
2: what we had not even heard it back yet I that could have f- been the best pop you don't know f- I even mean, fucking know like
1: do you guys ever think you guys drink more Modelo than i do do you ever think that it's lacking a little bit on the carbonation side.
2: It was definitely not lacking in flavor. <laughs> That's all the fuck I care about.
1: I just don't seem like it has the
2: sizzle. I drank listen, I drank so much draft beer last night. I bet I had twenty draft beers last night. Wow. And the fact that my asshole is still
1: in one piece today.
0: Kind of. Eh.
1: Surprised that your head is not like visibly pounding from all that draft beer. No. I sold it up a little bit. I'm a gamer, do but you, I don't want to do this. You not as much as I, but I recall a time when I used to sort of like scoff at people that come into a bar and order a bottle of beer as opposed to draft. Yeah, we I'm did like, that. We did that. We're sh- snooty, because we're poor. <laughs> He's like, "You snooty motherfucker, who do you think you are? Like, I can't drink that draft beer. No bottle, bitches. My, my head will hurt for a week. Yeah, I don't but know. I now I rarely order draft beer anywhere. I tell you what, man, draft Guinness. Yeah, that's, that's the best fuck. way to drink a Guinness for sure.
2: So I'm, I'm not against draft. There's certain beers I wouldn't drink whether it came in bottle,
1: draft, can. I don't give a fuck. Enema?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Jury's out. I would say maybe, maybe we're a little spoiled by the the Guinness pop because that's got a little extra to the it. popping and the fizz. Yeah.
2: yeah, probably a little bit. I'll shake that bitch up next time. The next one I open, I'm gonna shake it up before I do it. Do it for sure. <laughs> be like the World Series
1: in here. We have Dick and Dayton here to join us in a little Faces of Death action. Yeah, I'll just
0: be sitting in the background listening.
1: That's okay. So that's, that's that's what any active serial killer would do.
2: When so, we yes. get into <laughs> the, when we get into the part of Big Al shoving foreign
1: objects in his ass, Dick, we're going to need you to demonstrate for the listeners. Or at least give us um, a perspective, a first hand perspective of what it's like to do that. I think, Please. Might, if you would. So, number one seed, the werewolf of wisteria. Yeah. Albert Fish. It's human pincushion. Kind of a, this is what, were we talking late 1800s? Early 19s. So... Old man, the gray man, he was called at times. Wore the, what would you call that little hat that he has on those pictures? It's like a derby. A derby hat. Yeah, that's what they call it. it
2: Billy Kid. he's Didn't he, he even have like the. He ain't rocking no fucking
1: monocle. No, I this thought there is... was a picture of no, him. He... Is that the Monopoly guy? I thought, I could have swore there was a picture of him Get with a out monocle. Of here. No. Are you sure? I'm fucking a thousand percent Look positive. it up, Dick. See if there's a picture of Albert Fish with a monocle.
2: I don't know why you're do my boy Al like that. No monocle. I could have swore. Never Maybe happened. he just looks like he should have one. He looks like the Monopoly guy, his Uncle Pennybags or
1: whatever.
0: I'm sure. He, he looks it. like he might. He might have one. It's not. It's not on, but. Yeah, so, but he scrolling. looks like
1: he's got, like, Ma- monocle Ma- eye. Like, the surrounding area around his eye is stretched out from all the times he's used a monocle. You know exactly where he's putting that monocle, and it <laughs> sure as
2: fuck ain't on his face.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so, Albert will be facing off against the number eight seed, which is Larry Bright. Yeah, the correct? bone crusher. So, that'll be next week's episode. Pure hometown asshole. you, the listener... We'll vote on who you think would win a battle between Albert and Larry. Dark Alley. Naked. Naked and no weapons, right? No weapons. No weapons unless they're made of flesh. Touche. Those are the only weapons allowed. Um,
2: Larry, though, we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll let him get his pole. I mean, he had a bit of an addiction, so (laughs) maybe we let him come into this
1: high. I think so. We'll see what happens. Let him go for a little sleigh ride before. Yeah, fuck the battle. The edge.
0: So this is Larry Fish, he had a pretty prominent display. Larry, Larry Fish. Larry Fish. Uh, who's Larry Fish? Albert Fish. Well, we Albert. Have Albert Fish and Larry Larry's cousin. Yeah, Larry's cousin Albert had a pretty prominent uh, display at that death museum in New Orleans that we went to. That he did. did he really? That, now that I looked at that,
2: yeah, the description of that letter was there too. So really, it's pretty cool. Um, Maybe some of his other letters. Maybe I didn't look as close. Maybe I've had the opportunity to read some of those. And I just pass them over. Yeah. But yes, Museum of Death in Louisiana. So Very what do you nice. think,
1: you know, a few years down the road, you think we do like a tournament of champions? Faces of Death tournament of champions? Yeah,
2: put all the ones against each other? Yeah. I don't see why not. Alex so, Trebet would be so excited. God rest his soul. Yeah. So... I can't mean, believe Blossom took it over.
1: Can you believe that? What's her name? It's weird. I can't say it. I don't know. It's a weird name. Ixmo. My, Maya Mialik. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mialik. Go. Um, I tell you what, man. With the way that he's looked this year, Aaron Rodgers might have been better off just hosting Jeopardy. What? I mean, just... was he good on Jeopardy? Yeah, well, yeah. Was really he was really good. Super good. He used to good. be
2: a huge fan. Big Bone. I not um, watched in a while.
1: So, uh, are we going to get an hour? or are we going to get anything else you want to well, throw out there? What about the giveaway? Oh, yeah. She's fired
2: up. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Like and share that post we got out there. There'll be more. It'll give you an entry. Every time you like, share, comment. It is an entry. An
1: additional entry. Yeah, so you like it 100 times. Shared a hundred times,
0: you, you two hundred entries, 200
1: entries yeah. increases your chance of winning.
0: What do you What are you giving away?
1: Um, some killer playing cards.
2: Solid a deck of fifty two. It's got uh,
1: some of the most notorious ser- serial killers of all time. So, are is it fifty two different people, or is it like you have the Jeffrey Dahmer of spades, the Jeffrey no, 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 Dahmer no, no, no. of hearts? <laughs> like I, how is it? <laughs>
2: I'm not sure it's 52 different people, but I think there's maybe 12. I mean, that would make sense, right? Or 13. There's 52 yeah. divided so by four. Let's, the, but let's do all... some pub time math. 13.
1: Yeah, 13. So they're all different. I believe They'd there'd be 13. One killer, four suits. Correct. Right. What do you think? What do you think the ace is?
2: Um, it showed on there. I can't remember. Dahmer is an ace
1: he is an ace. Only and one think, of the aces? And
2: I think Gacy was an ace. Bundy.
1: You know. So this is like the serial killer version of like the Naked Lady playing cards.
2: Yeah, if you want to get down, have a couple beers, play a little circle of death, why not do it with the, you know, the faces of death.
1: Yeah. Death row. Absolutely. I would. You know, speaking of Dahmer, we talked about it. I'd be curious to hear what people's experiences are with uh, watching the new Netflix series that's out. I was telling you guys, I do think it's really creepy how much that dude looks like him and yeah, sounds like him. He did a good job. I mean, it's just wild. Same guy from American Horror Story.
2: Oh, is it really? Evan Peters, whatever, yeah. He's, he's talented. He's good
1: in that genre, I think. I mean, right. I haven't watched... I tell you what, I, else. I've only watched really the first one, which I told you guys was essentially it's displaying how he got caught. Like his hate, last victim. I hate back to front. It's, I'm not a fan. It is. It was tough because I'm like, man, is this what Because I didn't realize at first that's what was going on. It's just it shows him go out, pick up this dude, bring him back, all this stuff. And it's just like it it was seemed like it was so drug out. And I'm like, well, maybe they're doing this to show like how – miserable it was let's, to be that be person honest. that was stuck there going through whatever these crazy things you know you, th- you wouldn't have stayed
2: long enough to suck his dick because he was watching the exorcist on repeat Yeah, so there's
1: no way you would ever
2: got talked into that just
0: not sure that i could get past the rancid pork chops oh yeah around. where that dude's like he, he told the story at least six times but everybody in the building could smell these pork chops that went bad six months ago. Yeah, I like cooking. Oh, and they're
2: dragging them out. That lady in the hallway is like, I fucking
0: told you, yeah. get that asshole out of
2: here. Pork <laughs> chops, my ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he's he's going on, right? Yeah, my family sent me a bunch of pork chops. I like to cook pork chops. Yeah. I just like, uh, I'll never smell pork chops the same again.
0: No. <laughs> but really? didn't you tell the story about the pork chops that you guys some bad pork i tell you what though
1: man i don't care if they, they cost a thousand dollars if i bought if i buy any food item and it smells funny like i ain't even God. i'm not even rolling the dice man i like i don't care how much money that meat costs yeah, like you enough in toilet the paper in that house no oh can't do it i mean i, I don't fuck around with that stuff. eggs as long as it doesn't smell like eggs you're probably okay no, I don't fuck around with all that, man. It's like that, that, if that milk is like the, if it is the day that it expires, like I'm not drinking it. I don't, I fuck around with little cottage cheese. I just don't want sour. I mean, yeah, I just, now there's some things like your bag of chips. If a bag of chips, you know, could be a week past its date, it's fine.
0: Well, but that's different because that's, the bag right. of chips are going to say Best Buy. Right. The Milk is different. Milk doesn't say best if drank by. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. Consume by. Now, unfortunately,
2: when Albert orders off the children's menu, it means something completely different.
1: Yeah. And I think we're going to And I find don't that think out. he really pays attention to
2: expiration dates.
1: No. I mean, probably the more expired, the better, um, which was a common theme uh, last year. You know, with this, we had a lot of. Uh, which yeah. Al, Al would not really. Uh, I don't know that there's really a much necrophile. of a record of him being a necrophile.
2: Well, once you've ate most of the
1: body, there's really nothing left to, nothing left to participate fuck. in. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell you what though, <clears throat> it makes me think about that picture you sent me the other day. What picture? The the skeleton with the yes, with the flesh light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if anyone's ever this. tried to pull that off.
2: <laughs> right here in the pub time. All right, so. Maybe maybe I can find one that fits in Fred over there. That better be a little. That'll be
1: a Pinochet. You know what that is? Dick-sized. Well, Pinochet. Dick and Dayton-sized Pinoche. I do not know what that is. Little pussy. Little pussy. Did you learn that from your friends at work? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of my foreign exchange program. <laughs> All right. So uh, his birth name. Hamilton and Albert Fish, born in Washington, D.C., May 19th, 1870, to Randall and Ellen Fish. Um, father 43 years older than his mother, and 75 years old at the time of his birth. Uh, he was the youngest of three living siblings, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. So Hamilton hated that
2: name. Used to get fucked with. Ham and eggs. That's what everybody called them. So he decided. To take the name of his dead brother, Albert, to make up for it, which I thought was its not strange, but I mean, I get it. Hamilton's kind of a fucking weird
1: name. Yeah. That caused some issues for a kid. Um, So his family had a history of mental illness. He had an uncle that was bipolar. One of his brothers had, con- had been confined in a state mental hospital, had a sister, Annie, diagnosed with a, quote, mental affliction, and... You know, several other relatives that had a history of mental illness. His mother had oral and visual hallucinations. And, you know, dad's a riverboat captain, died in 1875 of a heart attack. And at that point, his crazy mom put him into St. John's Orphanage in Washington, where kind of everything that went bad with Albert started, where he was frequently abused. uh, But, curveball, he seemed to enjoy uh, the physical pain. And, you know, he was quoted as saying it was time there, you know, quote, I was there until I was nearly nine. And that's where I got started all wrong. We were unmercifully whipped and I saw boys doing many things they should not have done.
2: Which it sounds like that was the case. You remember uh, Carl Pansram? Yeah. he, You know, I sounds like maybe that orphanage. He didn't. He probably
1: went more to like a boys' home. Same shit. Have you ever seen an orphanage portrayed in any movie? Not that that's accurate. Decent light, where it's like, oh, this is a great place to be. No, No. they beat the fuck out of those kids, did you know? Who knows what to them? And you know, this takes us into what I find to be one of the most interesting parts is that you know. So here we go. He was there till he was almost nine at that point his mom gets a government job and she goes back and removes him from the orphanage like which like I, <laughs> maybe it was more common then but i'm telling you what, you drop my ass off in an orphanage and you roll back in a couple of years later fuck, fuck you, you. Yeah. yeah i'll wait for the next one you know I, i'll roll the dice i'll i'll keep taking my my fucking lashings from whoever but, but
2: like i said i i think uh i think back then if you couldn't afford you know, you had big families back then—five, six, seven kids—and the younger ones, you know, they're probably not bringing a whole lot to the table at the time financially. They would just go drop them off in an orphanage, which is, sounds crazy. That sounds sound crazy. crazy. now.
1: It does sound crazy, and it sounds—I mean—sounds I mean, sounds a lot like China, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> if you can't back to China again, <laughs> if if you can't sew some fucking shoes. You know, or whatever. Like, I mean, I guess orphanage is better th- better than uh, being killed. Oh, Ooh. I don't know, man.
2: From some of that shit, uh, I said Panzer. We don't really have much. And Albert Fish, he didn't really give much of what actually. Well, happened it was there. so
1: long ago. I mean, this is way way back from anybody we talked about last year. But what one thing that. This story does have in common, which I think, again, will resonate throughout this series. Fucked up childhood, you know, crazy mom, dad's an old man, dies when he's young, has this whole experience in the orphanage. So, again, already getting started off on, you know, what we would call um, an abnormal with an abnormal childhood, some adversity and. You know, and it's about at age 12 where things really on an individual level with Albert get even more weird where he begins a relationship with a telegraph boy and this boy introduces him to things like drinking his own piss and eating shit. Um, Which, <laughs> that, I mean, it, you talk about just getting in the fast lane and going like from, hey, zero to I've been taking a few beatings at the orphanage, now I want to drink piss and eat shit. Like that's... Oh, that's... Hammer down. No.
2: <laughs>
1: like... Go fast, Ricky Bobby. Go fast, and yeah. he obviously did. That's like I've never, I've never drank a drop of alcohol, never smoked any drugs. But how about heroin? <laughs> like, did you just say smoked? I drugs? Did. I did. God damn it! On purpose. Yeah. Definitely so get off my let's, lawn. Let's let's smoke straight, drugs. Let's go. Let's smoke some heroin. Hey, dopers out there, <laughs> smoking drugs. Smoking drugs. Um, so yeah,
2: if, if somehow you let your boyfriend talk you into eating shit and getting pissed on, I don't,
1: I mean, I Drinking don't, piss. Fuck. I, well, I mean, if in, I had two choices, I'd rather be pissed on than drink, drink piss
2: in, in a traditional golden shower situation. There's going to be some exchange. You're crazy. If you think otherwise, I you've been it. in the shower before. Sure. Your mouth isn't necessarily open, but water gets in there.
1: But that, I mean You're I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about the golden shower situation. <laughs>
2: Just, well, last week you had plenty to say about other situations, stinky dicks. Um but yeah, I I I don't know. You can't keep those lips tight enough to keep it all out. So
1: <laughs> Well, like you say, man, 20 bucks, but not in the face. That's right. Up front. That applies that, money that, up front, that, that applies to Golden showers as well, right? Yeah, we paid it play in this house. So, at this point again, it gets more weird, and he starts uh, he starts visiting public bathhouses and would watch other boys undress. And he spent a good portion of his weekends at these places. Um, and then again to double down, he would write obscene letters to women whose names he acquired in the classifieds and from matrimonial agencies. And, you know, by the age of 20, he's living in New York City and became a prostitute who would rape young boys. Bathhouses. Let's, let's, Weird. Let's
2: trail back a little bit. Bathhouses.
1: Weird concept, right? Yeah. It seems very Roman. Catholic.
2: Seems <laughs> very Catholic. <laughs> very Catholic. Doesn't, I mean, but you didn't have a lot of indoor plumbing back then. So maybe you needed somewhere to kind of go and get the... Get the funk off.
1: Oh, they got a lot of things off at these bathhouses.
2: <laughs> and while you're in there, slow tugging a ball rub. I mean, why wouldn't you? Two birds, one stone. I don't know about you. Every now and then, I mean, that's a good place to do
1: it. You yeah, drop the kids off in the tub. It makes me think of the story. of uh, I want to say we were in high school, and uh, someone on the wrestling team you know, I think around that time there were several people that were going like to the YMCA to cut weight and stuff. Yeah. After hours. And somebody had mentioned that they had hopped in like the hot tub or whatever. And then some old man starts being like, hey buddy, like one of those numbers. And
2: so have you have you been to the Riverplex? No. So when there's like a, I don't know. They got two different locker rooms. So if you got one where you've paid to be there, and you have one where you're like a member. When you're paid to be there, you basically just have enough, you know, two shitty stalls, a couple of locker rooms. So one of the last times me and the boy went.
1: So segregated.
2: Basically, kind of. Members and peasants. Yeah. Like you had the members only and then, yeah, vagrants. So I told him, I was like, fuck it, we're going in there. Because we got out of the sauna. I'm like, man, I'm sticky, you're sticky. We need to go fucking shower before we leave. Like, we've been in there for a minute. We go in there, wide open showers, you know, on one side. And then, like, a fucking steam room, which the steam room was legit. But it definitely had the vibe of, there's a couple of people you're looking around like, you're not looking to just come in here, here and shower, you know. what I mean, you look like you're posting up shop. It looks like you've been sitting there for a minute. You know what I mean? Which I don't care if you want to look at my deck or whatever the case may be. Go ahead, but but it had that vibe. It it had a bathhouse vibe in there.
1: Fuck shack. A little bit of a hobo fuck shack for sure. <laughs> well, definitely a hobo if it was members only. Yeah, this is a white ceramic, collar
2: ceramic, so it could, all could be hosed down.
1: White like, collar fuck shack.
2: It Maybe. was a little bit. It was, it was different,
1: though. Older crowd, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Tell me this. old guys. Tell me this. I feel, I think I would be less creeped out if there was a, a fucking super gay hobo staring at me, twiddling his dirty dick. Then, like, some executive walks in, all, you know, gay, hitting on me. I don't know. I, I would. Hey, uh, the hobo. I'm like, hey, this guy's got he's a rough just, life. Whatever. He's just, oh, so you're gonna let him? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, you know what, buddy? Like, you've had a rough <laughs> life. You know, you're gonna sleep out behind some dumpster somewhere tonight. Like, this is a pity rub. Not even That's that. Fine. I'm just saying, like, you know, hey, take a look. You take a peek. <laughs> That's fine. Undress <laughs> like, me right now with but, your eyes. But yeah, you get like CEO guy coming in, VP of sales. You feel like he owns you, and I'm like. I don't yeah. like you. That seems way creepier to me for some reason. Yeah, you could buy this somewhere. Don't be trying to come in here and get it for free. No shit.
2: No shit. There probably was some cat execs in there if I had to guess. Oh, I guarantee but, you. Was there so, before. I think I've, I don't know. I've told some other brown bag stories. But yeah. when I worked at the brown bag video, in the middle of the day, lunchtime, a lot of suits came in there. From right across the street. Yeah. Being there for 10 or 15 minutes, pay their 10 bucks and
1: out the door. So I don't know. Probably was. I don't doubt it. I mean, there was what else was close enough that it would. Yeah. Probably ain't got time to go to the bathhouse. <laughs> no shit. Right. He's going the whack shack. If I get her done. Uh, so as Albert moves beyond the bathhouses, as he gets older, um, You know, so now we're looking at he's about 28 years old. His mother arranges a marriage for him with a woman named Anna Mary Hoffman, who was nine years younger than Albert. Uh, They had six children, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry. And throughout the year of 1898, Albert worked as a house painter uh, where he continued molesting young boys and um, specifically younger than age six, which is extremely fucked up. And recounted an incident which a male lover took him to a wax museum where he was fascinated by the bisection of a penis. After that, that kind of started his obsession with sexual mutilation, which we'll get into later. And eventually in 1903, he was arrested for grand larceny, convicted, and incarcerated at Sing Sing.
2: So, mom arranging that marriage. You think she was wise? I think so. And I think back then, you know, obviously, like, this is not cool. Not, you know, frowned upon. I can't have my child walking around, you know, with other men as their partner. Trying to put some D's and some A's. Right. Can't have it. <laughs> Not in the fish house. No. Dad would be wildly upset. Riverboat captain. No kidding.
1: You gotta find him a woman. He'll go on riverboat gambling trips. Not gonna He'll happen. Talk about pussy. Make your own beef jerky. Yeah. Al wanted no part of all of that. And if, I mean, if his father—I mean, that guy—if his father was seventy-five years old at the time of his birth, this dude live rounds, this dude was probably a fucking mountain man. man. His had his parents man. probably fought in the Revolutionary War. What? No, he's not that fucking old. Al's dad, Al's dad's Al's grandpa probably yeah, his, fought in the Revolutionary War. His dad might have been at the Alamo. I don't know.
2: Let's talk about that shooting live rounds at 75 74 that's gangster I'll tell you that right now no doubt about that now with no
1: uh, little blue pill so I mean obviously we mentioned the the I mean anytime kids are involved in these it's it's super disturbing not that it isn't disturbing if all these terrible things that are happening to adults but kids just takes it to another level of younger than age six. So he's basically just traveling around picking up small children. And so, you know, now to kind of get into maybe what his motive was. So around 1910, um, he's working in Wilmington, Delaware and meets a 19 year old man named Thomas Kedden. Uh, he took to Kedden or he took Kedden where he was staying. And the two began, uh, side of relationship and it's unclear whether, you know, Albert was forcing him to do these things, but in his confession, he implies that the man was intellectually disabled. Right. And I feel like, uh, that's kind of a
2: pattern for some of these guys. They try to find people that are fairly easy, easy, about.
1: easy to coerce. Won't be missed. Common theme, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so, after ten days, he takes him to an old farmhouse where he begins to torture the guy for over two weeks. Eventually, ties him up and cuts off half of his penis. Which fuck, you're gonna take it? Just take the whole thing. That's what I say. But uh, yeah, finish me now. Yes, don't don't let me walk around with this stump. Um, uh, says I I shall never forget his scream. Sorry, I'm like laughing a little bit at dick breathing. <laughs> Into his microphone, he's getting really excited about this. Um, but you know, he's quoted as saying, "He should, I shall never forget a scream or the look that he gave me." Um, you know, and oh, I can't shit. imagine the look on someone's face if you're cutting their penis in half. Half my penis, yes, split it in twine. He's the Robin Hood of his generation. <laughs> um, you know, he said he originally intended to kill the man and cut up his body and take it home. Uh, But he feared that the hot weather weather would draw attention to him. Uh, So instead, he poured peroxide over the wound, wrapped it up in in a Vaseline-covered handkerchief and left a $10 bill and kissed kissed him him goodbye.
2: goodbye. Can you believe that? The balls on
1: this guy. Yeah. And says he took the first train home and never heard what became of him. Yeah. So he cuts his penis in half. And I mean, at that point, yeah, eat me. Breakfast, Please. lunch, and dinner, just take me. Yeah. Uh but no I'm worthless. It's, it's, it's I'm instead worthless yeah, then. instead he pours peroxide wow. on it, which had to feel awful. Um and then Vaseline covered hanky.
2: How did he have a, how was a ten dollar bill and a kiss on the Readily
1: available back then. Who knows? There's times I go to Walmart I can't even find it. No. So like I said, the, kind the, of concoction the, then the man, was this guy the working man up? gives him a ten dollar bill, a tenner, and, and, a, and a kiss, kiss on, on the cheek. Fuck that. <laughs> I guess that's you know I guess we knew what the value of half a penis was in the early 1900s ten bucks. It hasn't went up much. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's one thing
2: not. inflation hasn't touched.
1: Uh, it's the male genitalia. Uh, so let's let's fast forward a little bit to about 1917. His wife leaves him for a man named John Straub, who was a handyman that boarded with the family.
2: Did not leave. Straub was living in the attic. But eventually, yeah,
1: Strauss living in the attic. Mom's going up there every now and then. Albert has no idea that he's out. there. Yeah, he's... Which I don't think he probably cares about that part. Well, no, he's probably mad that he's not fucking John. Yeah,
2: so I I really don't see what the big deal is, because eventually he gives them an
1: ultimatum. Where he's like... He yeah. leaves or you leave. And, and so they leave together. Yeah, she packs her shit. Um, So then he starts living the single-parent life, raising their children together. And after his arrest, he told the newspaper that when, when his wife did leave him, that she took nearly every possession they owned. And as a result, he began to have sort of these auditory hallucinations. And he once even wrapped himself in a carpet saying that he was following the instructions of John the Apostle. So he's saying that basically she made him go crazy, which we all know, even based off what we've said already, Al's a little crazy. Already leading up to this.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like religion's always an easy out for some of these people.
1: Oh, I mean let's crazy I mean, people. It's not hard to look through history and see incidents of absurdity that were veiled in religion of some sort, right? And uh so it was about this time that he began to indulge in self harm. Uh, he would embed needles into his groin and abdomen. And after his arrest, x-rays revealed that he had at least 29 needles lodged in his pelvic region. Um, he'd also hit himself repeatedly with a nail-studded paddle and insert wooden dowels doused in lighter fluid into his anus and set them afire. So, a couple things. One, I'm trying to visualize trying to smack myself in the ass with a paddle full of nails. You're not trying to visualize <laughs> I, it just seems, just the logistics of it seem complicated. I don't um, imagine I'd be able to get a lot of velocity on it myself.
2: But I think that's all about will. You know what I mean? How much do you want it? I could do it. You could do it. Your arms are longer than mine. It don't mean shit. It does. It does.
1: Can we talk about it's, the, all flaming, about the flaming
2: butt stick? I love the human torch. Portion of Albert Fish. I don't. I don't get it. I love. I'd watch
1: it. I'd love to see it. So when when we talk about
0: no dowels, I'd,
1: like I said, I'm thinking about the little ones that come with your like. I get a feeling entertainment I get, center that you put together. No,
2: no, owls a size queen. I guarantee it was a big one. You know what I mean? Why would you? What what? If that's the case, just shove the match up your ass. Define dowel like what's... A wooden dowel. We know what it is. It's and it, a, a steak. Yeah, and they vary in size. But like I said, I think I was a size queen. Where do you think he
1: gathered these dowels from? It'd be
2: cool if he's like whittling them on the
1: front porch, and someone Perfect comes size. along, is like building some furniture. Get no. ready to shove this in my ass, <laughs> bud. Yeah. Leave me alone. As a matter of fact, um, and he wouldn't be worried about splinters. He'd probably the more the merrier. Oh. The needles thing I don't get. I mean, I guess if you want to shove a wooden dowel. So your let's ass, let's let's be honest. Like, not honest, but let's clarify. Berry needles. This man sewing needles was shoving needles into his taint. Absolutely, twenty nine of them. I don't even know how he spaced them out. I don't either. I mean, he used his gooch as a pen cushion.
2: Like I, <laughs> I, I hope it was in the mirror. So at least he could get
1: some sort of place. He probably started a pattern. You think he was just thinking eventually he'd get caught and he'd have enough tools within his body he could MacGyver his way out of the situation? So imagine
2: Meemaw's house. And this is like a really ornate crochet. You know what I mean? I I imagine in the beginning he had a distinct pattern going on.
1: How big do you think his taint is? He's a small man. Very small man. We're talking, what, half dollar size? Oh. Twenty nine
2: needles. <laughs> I've shown you the X ray, haven't I? Yes. They're big fucking needles too. I said soy needles. I I could be wrong. They were. They look like they're almost in them guts.
1: Well, like where do you find needles that big? Like what what needles? I
2: don't know. I have no clue.
1: This guy, I mean, he's got peroxide handy, Vaseline needles, giant wooden butt dowels. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um. It's
2: basically wooden decks. He's lighting wooden decks on fire. That might have been (laughs) maybe the guy was going through a slump. You know what I mean? You only get so much play off those classifieds. Tinder's only so good. You know how it is nowadays. And hey, look at me! Don't you be trying to move on just yet? What? Tinder, you only get so much play, right? You've been in the fish tank. You've been in the fish tank. No playing fish for you. Have Man. you ever, uh, hit did them you rolls. ever
1: explore the world of, of online dating? <laughs> Silence. <Dick. laughs>
2: stone, just stone <clears throat> face. He didn't want to say anything. That's okay. I think that was yes, the way he looked at me, but yeah, there was no swipe right for this guy. So if nobody's answering your ads, what are you going to do?
1: The good news was he's a DIY guy. That's all it was. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh so the good news was it, it doesn't sound like he he ever physically attacked or abused his own children. But thank the lord, everybody else's child, he did encourage them and their friends to uh paddle him with the same nail-studded paddle that he used on himself. Um and he eventually developed a growing obsession with cannibalism. Uh, usually preparing himself some sort of dinner consisting solely of raw meat and sometimes serving it to his children. So I told you they used to play that game,
2: and I think I remember, buck, buck, how many fingers up. Okay, He'd get down on his hands and knees, and he'd try to guess how many fingers the kids were holding behind their back, and poor Al never won. And if if he were to lose, whatever child you know one quote unquote
1: would get to spank dad. With the nail studded paddle, right? Fuck, yeah. Um so now we're gonna go up to like nineteen nineteen and he stabbed an intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, Washington, DC. Um no he chose people who were either mentally disabled or African American as his victims, explaining that he assumed they would not be missed when killed. So Albert, long-time racist uh, and discriminator, uh, later claimed to have occasionally paid boys to procure other children for him and you know, would torture, mutilate and murder them with his quote implements of hell which consisted of a meat cleaver, butcher knife and a small handsaw. And we talked about this the other day. What the fuck's the difference between a butcher knife and a meat cleaver?
2: I don't know. You think the meat cleaver's got a little more weight to it? Maybe. Butcher knife's
1: more like what Michael Myers carries around. Dick, you want to look up what the difference is between a butcher knife and a meat cleaver?
0: I think you just said it. I think a butcher knife is more like, like a knife where the meat cleaver is. Big and heavy. rectangular. We're,
1: getting, we're taking bones. Yeah. Gotcha. So let's get into a couple of the crimes of Mr. Fish. We'll start with uh you know, so now we're up to July fourteenth, nineteen twenty four. Nine-year-old Francis McDonald was reported missing by his parents. He failed to return home after playing catch with friends in the Port Richmond neighborhood of Staten Island. A search party was organized, and they found his body hanging by a tree in a wooded area near his home. Um, you know the, It was obvious that he had been sexually assaulted and then strangled with his own suspenders, which is disturbing. And according to an autopsy, uh, he also suffered extensive lacerations to his legs and abdomen, and his left hamstring almost entirely stripped of its flesh. Yeah, the
2: suspenders thing's fucked up. Granted, it's all fucked up, but you know, choked me out with my own shit? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, not and then only, suspend but, me from yeah. my suspenders. It's
1: bad enough. It's like The kid's probably like, I argued with my mom this morning how I didn't want to wear these stupid fucking things. And now look at me you now. I Being strung up by him.
2: Look yeah. now, bitch. Look <laughs> <Yeah>. what happened.
1: <laughs> I told you. Um... Uh, and this bow tie. Yeah, and Albert refused to claim responsibility, but later stated that he intended to castrate the boy, uh, but he fled when he heard someone approaching the area, and McDonald's friends told police that he was taken by an elderly man with a gray mustache. We talked earlier about the gray man. Um, the neighbor also told the police that he observed the boy with a similar-looking man walking you know, on a grassy path into the woods, and Francis's mother, Anna, said that she saw the same man earlier in the day and told reporters that he came shuffling down the street, mumbling to himself and making queer motions with his hands. I saw his thick gray hair and his drooping mustache. Everything about him seemed faded and gray. Yes, we are both stuck on the queer motions yes, with yes. his hands.
2: Jack from and Grace. I already telling you, it's a fucking jazz hand. See, queer motions, I mean...
1: I, what? That's it. What I, classifies? Though? As I'm soon saying, as you say it, and, in my mind... I'm that's not all I thinking see is jazz just... hands. I'm thinking like he's walking down the road like... Shaking salt shakers into his face, <laughs> like or
2: something, or like beating two dicks at one time. I mean, yeah, but I mean, those jazz hands would do the same, or was he like limp wristing it on no, the road? No, like, queer prancing, just said queer hand motions. I don't know. I don't know what that meant in nineteen oh four or nineteen what twenty eight, <clears throat> twenty four. I don't know, but so, I just imagine
1: Jack from Will and Grace. As soon as you say that. Isn't it crazy, though, just to show the changing of the times? Granted, we're talking over, you know, we're talking about 100 years ago almost. But just the fact that, I mean, yeah, they maybe thought it was weird that this kid was walking around with this strange old man, but like nobody thought it was weird enough to intervene.
2: I think he was actually playing with some friends and they kind of
1: more or less offered him up. (laughs) What kind of friends are those? Shitty friends, obviously. I mean, it's like, hey, strange man.
2: Plus the kid's name's fucking Francis. You act like he ain't caught some shit in his life already. Do you think
1: he walked up and asked them all what their names were and then picked the one with the gayest <laughs> name? Francis. Come on, son. Jim. James. Robert. Fran- Francis, you are the winner. Let's go for a walk. Damn
0: it, boys, I told you to call me Frank. <laughs> No, his name is
1: Francis, not Frank. Don't let him trick you. <laughs> the you, guys, other... you guys ever
2: seen Stripes? Yes. You come next. Next fucker that calls me Francis is gonna die. <laughs> That's all I could think of. So
1: it's gonna take a lot more than that, Brad. So this one to get me to come. You know, getting into this next crime. This this is probably the most, or more prolific of the two we're gonna discuss. So May 25th, 1928, he sees a classified ad in the Sunday edition of the New York World that reads, Young Man, 18, wishes, position, and country. Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. And on May 28th, Albert, then 58 years old, visits the Budd family in Manhattan under the pretense of hiring Edward and later confessed that he planned to tie Edward up, mutilate him, uh, leaving him to bleed to death. And Albert introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from New York, promised to hire Bud as and his friend Willie, and said that he would send for them in a few days. Um, he failed to show up, but sent a telegram to the Bud family apologizing and set a later date. So this is, again, kind of a... We talked earlier about him using classified ads and things like that to send creepy letters. Well, now he's using the newspapers um, and... Looking into classified ads to find victims, which is so crazy.
2: He's the craig craziest killer. One hundred years in ahead of his past.
1: time. Yeah. So, when he eventually returns to the Bud family home, he meets Edward's younger sister, ten-year-old Grace. Um, he apparently changed his intention intended victim from Edward to Grace at this moment.
2: Now, the reason he changed that is because he's. A fucking frail 70-year-old man. And
1: Edward... Young. young, Probably beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. He ain't putting shit in my ass. So, almost immediately, Albert makes up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party. He convinces Grace's parents to let her accompany him to a birthday... or to that birthday party that evening... So Grace leaves with Albert that day, but never returned. He takes her to an abandoned house that he had previously picked out to use for um, the murder of his next victim, Wisteria Cottage, in the East Irvington neighborhood of New York, where he would murder and eat. Grace Bud.
2: So, Brad, I have a question for you. How much pot cheese would a man have to bring to... Have your daughter accompany
1: him to his niece's birthday party. There's No amount there is. of pot cheese. There is <laughs> zero amount. I. It just. It's so crazy. Again, like another testament don't, to the different times. Don't like, lie to the listeners. How? How is this even normal? Like, how do you let your be honest child? Let's, leave? let's make it, Let's make a deal right now.
2: How much cheese would it take?
1: there's not enough cheese in the world
2: that's a goddamn lie you're talking about throwing her toys around a couple of weeks ago and your are pish and everyone cleans <laughs> them room up there's definitely the million dollar man said everyone has a price no how much pot cheese would it take
1: these are absolutely we're talking these imported are,
2: cheese too this ain't no these
1: are terrible terrible parents like how how do you just like yeah that's cool strange man that we've known for five minutes I
2: don't know there's days where one of my kids could probably go I'm like <laughs> Go ahead, he seems nice. He brought pot cheese and wine. I would need more wine than pot cheese, but I
1: know you gotta
2: you have a limit uh, i you have just don't a...
1: want to say it so w- the most disturbing part of this whole thing is that oh six years later, an anonymous letter gets sent to the family, and it it is from Albert. And it details, uh, basically, what happens that day and, and everything else. And uh, you're going to hear that letter right now.
2: A letter to the mother of Grace Budd. In November 1934, an anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, which ultimately led the police to fish. Miss Budd was illiterate and could not read the letter herself. So she had her son read it to her.
1: My dear Mrs. Budd, in 1894 a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China, and on arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At the time, there was a famine in China, and meat of any kind was one to three dollars a pound. So great was a suffering among the poor that all children under twelve were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food, in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under the age of fourteen was not safe in the street. You could go into any butcher shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat, and part of a naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out, and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as a veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long that he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked and tied them in a closet and burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them and tortured them to make the meat good and tender. First, he killed the eleven-year-old boy, because he had the fattest ass and of course the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten, except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next, and went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was. I made up my mind to taste it, and on Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. Brought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her, on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I'd already picked out, and when we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers while I went upstairs and stripped off all of my clothes. I knew if I did not, I would get blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said that she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death and then cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have had I wished. She died a virgin.
2: Police investigated the letter. The story concerning Captain Davis and the famine in Hong Kong cannot be verified. But the part of the letter concerning the murder of Grace, however, was found to be accurate in its description of the kidnapping and subsequent events. Although it was impossible to confirm whether or not Fish had eaten parts of Grace's body. Wild. Could you imagine reading that fucking letter? No. As, as the brother.
1: No, yeah, and mom's like, yeah, mom's like, I'm the brother, so.
2: The brother is the one Big Al didn't want to part of. Resist. So you can only imagine in his mind, he's and like, what he that, would do to that fucker. You're
1: reading that to your mother. Yeah. About what happened to your sister. And then obviously knowing, you know, looking back and knowing exactly how it all happened and who it was, like, I, that's. And knowing what you let happen, really,
2: yeah, and maybe not brother, but mom, yeah. dad, fuck for sure.
1: Well, it's 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 a, it's refreshing a little bit to to realize that, um, stupid people have been around around for a very long time. It's yeah, I don't. Not a, it's I a don't new disagree. development. <laughs> no. it's not a new development. Oh,
2: well, we talked about it the other day. They were poor and whatever else, but I don't think that's a fucking excuse. No. I'm not going to sell my child to this man. To
1: not even sell. You just let him take, take. her yeah. to a birthday party. I mean, because he, he had was money though, Losing you know I mean? with charisma.
2: But it sounds like a bit of a sale, does it not? I do. He came over and he... whined and dined you a little bit, and you're like, "Oh yeah, if I go ahead, take her. You know, maybe maybe someone will come back this way, get a little kickback." It sounds like a weird sugar daddy situation.
1: I did not get that vibe.
2: He came, brought you cheese and wine, strawberries, and then you're just going to let him walk away with your daughter. So I I definitely got that vibe.
1: I mean, maybe they considered him to be possibly... Yeah, I got a little bit of a sugar daddy deal. A high-class person that they just they wanted to be on good terms with. Yeah, he... He played the part for sure. So the letter is what ultimately leads to his capture because it was delivered in an envelope that had a a small emblem on it with the letters NYPCBA, which represented the New York Private Chauffeur's Benevolent Association. And a janitor at the company told the police that he'd taken um, some of the stationery home but left it at his rooming house at 200 East 52nd Street when he moved out. So they reach out to the landlady, and she says that Albert had checked out of that room a few days prior and that his son had sent him some money and he asked her to hold his next check for him. Uh, William F. King was the chief investigator for the case, and he waited outside the room until Fish returned. And at that point, um, Albert agreed to go to headquarters for questioning but then brandished a razor blade, and then at that point King disarmed him and proceeded to take him in.
2: Yeah, I would feel like any normal man would just be like, "Listen, fucking, give me that knife." Right. <laughs> he's he's a tiny, tiny individual, and obviously he's a bitch. I mean, we've already discussed this. He only children. Ketting is, <laughs> Ketting is the only one. <laughs> Kenny is possibly the only able-bodied individual that he has done
1: anything to. Right, yeah. And he was mentally disabled. Right. So it was either mentally disabled people or children.
2: He attacked Sloth from the Goonies for no reason in a barn in Delaware. He's a fucking
1: asshole. Uh, So after capture, Albert made no attempt to deny the murder of Grace Budd. Uh, saying that he meant to go to the house to kill her brother Edward, um, but he never entered it never entered his head uh, to rape the girl, but he later claimed to his attorney that while kneeling on her chest and strangling her he had two involuntary ejaculations um, and this information was used um, at the trial to make the claim of make the claim that the kidnapping was sexually motivated, thus avoiding any mention of cannibalism.
2: I would say with that right there. That's a huge fuck you, Albert. So the fact that he owns up that killing that child, you know, basically brought him to pleasure. You know what I mean? Twice. I mean, Day-night doubleheader guy.
1: And at that age. Day-night doubleheader. I mean, how long does it take to strangle someone? Yeah. I can't imagine that long. That.
2: When I'm choking my wife, the best she's gonna get's one shot, and I'm gonna need a little breather, and then we'll talk. Like that's but that's, no way I'm agree. too that's, often That's, 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 same that's some of time.
1: impressive reboot time.
2: Obviously, got it from his father. I mean, seventy-five year old
1: that still shooting live and rounds and without any sort of actual physical stimulation.
2: No, zero.
1: I mean, because I don't know about you, but for me, you know, there's. You know the the moments after. It's there's like, a. There's you need a... To Stay away from that thing. Don't touch it. Yeah, just not the tip.
2: Stay <laughs> like... low. Stay off the tip. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I think that's the same for both sexes. Um. Yeah. It's just too much been brought in that spot. Now we need to move somewhere else for a minute.
1: And so, just the recovery time alone, without any physical stimulation, to be phenomenal. To, to be able to fire off two unphysically stimulated rounds. Unanswered in a matter of, let's just assume, a couple minutes tops.
2: Yeah, that's that was probably his greatest achievement. Huge asshole.
1: I mean, if you could put that that in a vacuum, right? Without what's that? With you, you eliminate yeah. the cause, you know. Let's, the just, child rape let's just ignore, it's ignore that. Let's yeah. just ignore what he was doing. You know, I mean, I don't know that I've I've ever involuntarily ejaculated. To be honest. Let alone twice in a matter of a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. I just—it's—I don't phenol. know He's a whether. I mean, I am—I am very disturbed and grossed out by nearly everything this man has done. But when it comes to that, I, I'm—I might be a little envious. I don't know. Impressed.
2: The, the wooden dowels thing. I'm. Like I said, I just want to know. What do you want to know? Diameter. Yeah, girth. I'm sure he's a size queen. I'm sure he is. It was probably a telephone like pole. A, you know, I'm thinking like <laughs> yeah. a handle of a bat or something. Uh, probably a rolling
1: pin. He's going. Hey, you're onto something <laughs> there. <laughs> I mean, but just the I just the fact that it says involuntarily ejaculate. Like I didn't even mean to. Like accident yeah whoopsie twice whoopsie (laughs) twice i mean i've shit my pants on accident before twice (laughs) but probably but like no uh, twice in the same setting but i have never no i no no wet dreams no
2: because that'd be involuntary i mean that's the only real i mean i've had some unfortunate showings for sure that happens
1: yeah, I mean, anytime I've woken up in a puddle of wetness, it's usually because I pissed myself, but I just try not to drink that much anymore.
2: No, I, I'm not saying that. I mean, I was an active participant. And I wasn't sleeping at the time. Just... You're
1: sleep-fucking. You I'm imagine? really good at that. <laughs> could you I'm actually,
2: I might be, I'm really good at that. I so... could be in a dead sleep someone touches me. Not someone, my wife, obviously, <laughs> oh. but. So don't ever try to wake me up, <laughs> but I will immediately roll over and my fucking pants come off like that.
1: So all I'm so I know what is that like, touch means I, as a child, like we wouldn't wake my father up out of fear of, <laughs> yes, don't ever. of having like a shoe thrown at us or something because he woke up like violent. I can't imagine like, being I, like Hey, listen,
2: I wake up like Engelberg Humperdinck. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. Don't wake
1: dad up <laughs> ever. <laughs> because if you do, <laughs> you're going to have gonna, to pay the price. He, he's going to fuck you. <laughs>
2: no, I'll be, like I said, I'll be dead sleep. I get that touch. Wait, uh, that poor lady, she might just be rolling over and I don't even know it. But I I'd take it to some completely you different place. think about like
1: sleepwalking or sleep talking? And <laughs> we got you over there. <laughs> It's yes, like, instead of stuffing pillows in the oven. Imagine if you had like, like, you know, friends staying the night, and like your wife gets up and like you're like, out sleep humping something, and then <laughs> she's like, "It's best if you just let him finish." <laughs> <laughs> don't make him up, please. Oh my god, I'll be next. I. Oh. No, yeah, I don't. I don't my know. uh, my former, my former boss had told me a story about how one night, did uh. His wife had woke him up, and she was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "You've just been laying there on your side for the last five minutes, just thrusting <laughs> while he on was asleep. Oh, he man. was
0: laying on his side asleep, and just going
1: going to town, just letting it eat, I guess <laughs> on on control. air, <laughs> whatever." But yeah. and she's like,
2: "What's going on?" I I think about that sometimes. I would like to record myself and see what
1: I look like sleeping. Seriously, so. you know what's happening, well, and you are a phenomenon in a way like you can sleep anywhere yeah i've you can literally fall asleep anywhere in any position, yeah, I've lots
2: of places i'm a <laughs> Swiss army knife when it comes to that. you can put me just I mean, about anywhere, not to I. Ah, last night I slept sitting up we were t- <laughs> we were texting and about I don't know. It goes 12 o'clock. I'm sitting there. I was watching something. Then 6.30. Still sitting. Necks broke. Arms are broke. Just sitting on the couch.
1: Done. Just got it in like that. And you're. Ready to take go. A, take a when they're sleepwalking around the kitchen. Throwing shit around. Putting pillows in the stove. Coffee. And you got you view the, the, the sleep. Sleep raper. I'm not a raper,
2: I'm so not a raper. It's all consensual, allegedly. Well, eh, no, I don't even want to pretend to be a raper. I just you got to watch when I'm or sleeping. Makes, you just got to
1: watch the time that uh, you fell asleep sitting up, and I remember the story where your wife was trying to get you to lay down, and you said, "What you want me to get pinned?" <laughs> I oh, was fucking, I was toast that night.
2: I I was so drunk that this I was. A man will I was, fuck you searching. and
1: not give up six points in his sleep. Touche.
2: No near fall either. But I I had to search the tank of the toilet the next day for some of my items.
1: I do remember that. You said some, like, you're lighter. Somehow I removed
2: lighter. the lid of the toilet. Like. <laughs> To the tank, not the actual. And didn't lid. didn't
1: your wife know that? Then she, you were like, "Where's my lighter?" And she's like, "Look in the back of the t- look at the toilet I'm like, tank. Get
2: the fuck out of here! And I lift it up. I'm like, I apologize for
1: everything I yeah. did last I night. Because if,
2: if that me. just happened, I know there was other shit that happened that I just don't <laughs> so, remember.
1: He's wondering like, what went through your head that got you to the point of putting the lighter? In the- Jim Beam is what was going through <laughs> my head, but. <laughs>
2: No, there was like there man, was, this lighter's
1: hot. We gotta cool it off.
2: There was more shit in there, but the lighter is what I was really What else was at. in
0: there? <laughs> Keys. My my
2: pockets got emptied in that toilet.
0: <laughs> Nobody'll
1: find it here. Yeah, so, that was that was strange. So Albert's trial, uh, for the murder of Grace Budd began on March eleventh, nineteen thirty five in White Plains, New York. Uh Frederick P. Close presided as judge. Um and the Westchester County Chief Assistant Assistant District Attorney Albert Gallagher was the prosecutor. Um, Albert's defense counsel was James Dempsey, a former prosecutor and one-time mayor of Peekskill, New York. The trial lasted for 10 days. Albert pleaded insanity and claimed to have heard voices from God telling him to kill children. There we go. Again, yeah voices from god yeah, blah let's, blah blah
2: let's drag the lord and savior into this um
1: several psychiatrists testified about his sexual fetishes which included uh, sadism. sadism masochism exhibitionism voyeurism cannibalism pedophilia and necrophilia which i never we, there was we never talked really about any necrophilia but
2: eh, there's more we only covered two <clears throat> well and he was only convict
1: he was only convicted of, of one. one
2: yeah um but there were, he, he, you know, basically pled to
1: some others. and Right, and his, his attorney, um, James Dempsey, in his summation, noted that Albert was a psychiatric phenomenon um, and that nowhere in legal or medical records was there another individual who possessed so many sexual abnormalities.
2: Especially for the
1: time. Right.
2: You know what I mean? The dual
1: involuntary ejaculations, the pin cushion. So, for, for be
2: beyond the shoving foreign objects up your ass, you have thirty-nine needles in your tape, in your taint. and now you're gonna shove something up your ass. Pressure. Let's talk about pressure. For one, there's enough pressure just shoving things in your ass. I would imagine that. I don't know. Let's add in, you got Betsy Ross's sewing kit in your ass first. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And you got to think, I I can only assume that if you've got a a, a gooch full of needles and you shove something in your ass, it's probably putting pressure on the area where these needles are.
2: I can't imagine.
1: I can't imagine one. One needle. I just imagine sitting down.
2: I probably loved it like no. he really got off on this like the pain part of things and i don't know if the orphanage was a big part of that or could be
1: so none of the jurors doubted that he was insane um but ultimately later one explained that you know they felt that he should be executed anyways and i think they knew that finding him insane would prevent him from being executed so they found him to be sane and guilty of the crimes and the judge sentenced um him to death by electrocution He arrived at prison in March of 1935 and was executed in January of 1936 in the electric chair at Sing Sing. He entered the chamber at 1106 p.m. and was pronounced dead three minutes later. He was buried at the Sing Sing Prison Cemetery, and he is said to have helped the executioner position the electrodes on his body, and his last words were reportedly, quote, I don't even know why I'm here. And according to one witness, present, it took two jolts before he died. Um, creating the rumor that the apparatus was short-circuited by all the needles that he had inserted into his body, and these rumors were uh, regarded as untrue as he reportedly died in the same fashion and time frame as others electrocuted in the chair. Yeah,
2: and those needles
1: are so small. I don't... Nah. The amount of juice they're probably running through well, you, I don't think that. Two jolts in three minutes doesn't sound uh, that crazy. No. He's he... no John Coffey. No. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> I mean, come at my boy like that I'm just saying unjustifiably murdered
1: um and at a meeting with reporters his lawyer um dempsey had revealed that he was in possession of his client's quote final statement that amounted to uh several pages of handwritten notes that fish apparently pinned in the hours pr- just prior to his death um with when he was pressed sort of about what the contents of these notes were, he refused and stated that, um quote, I will never show it to anyone. It was the most filthy string of obscenities that I've ever read. Now those, I would like to get my hands on. Oh, I can those only imagine. Cool. You wonder if it's maybe...
2: Huge fan
1: of any string of obscenities. Or you wonder if myself. it's detailing other crimes that were committed. Probably. And I, and I wonder if, like in that case, if you were... Would you be obligated to come forth if it was... Back then, no, probably not. I mean, I don't know how far the whole client—what do they call it—a uh, C- cond- the client attorney privilege, whatever it is. Yeah, like, I don't know confidentiality. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how how what. I guess was he wasn't very
2: strong back then. Um, so he didn't have to say a fucking thing.
1: Well, maybe he figured, "Fuck, he's dead, so who cares?" Yeah, best boy. case scenario, I, I would mean, say. It, it's a shame they don't do... I mean, because they don't use the electric chair at all anymore, right? Now, if they execute anyone, it's lethal, lethal injection only. Oh, yeah.
2: It's got to be humane. Stupid. They do, the chamber, don't they? do they do
0: the gas chamber? They still do the gas chamber, I think. Do they? Oh, they Probably may. in Texas. I thought I even seen that there's an option. Somebody was trying to um, get a firing squad. A firing squad.
2: I don't see why not. These... E- once you get to that point, these assholes don't have rights. You should let it be voted upon.
1: Fuck See, it. I think anymore, though, the problem with the firing squad is I bet you have a hard time finding uh, five, six, however many people that are willing to potentially be the person to take that shot. Uh, I wouldn't. Not here. So. No. I mean. I'd take one. Oh, I, I'm, but I'm just saying in general, like, you know, because A, I guess you never know if you're the one, right? And... At the same time, you always wonder, and maybe don't you, there's people who you find one, with that. once don't you find one person that doesn't give a fuck? <laughs> right. That's all you need. Why yeah. you need five? Yeah, I don't know. I guess so they, there's always that doubt that maybe they weren't the one. Nah. Find yeah.
2: Find one. There's one person out there. Well, you might be curbing their lust to kill someone. At least Just it's done line in them.
1: a productive way, right? Yeah. Fuck, you probably don't even have to pay them. Those other Which five... We, Talked about it last year, man. Just, uh, I mean, we talk all the time about finding something for maybe some of these uh, combat vets to do. I guarantee you there's some of those guys that would fucking love to be involved in something like that. child rapist, pedophile. Yes, Or the whole, like, like, where we talked about the thing where you just put them in a room and you come in once every couple weeks and beat them within an inch of their life and let them recover and then do it over and over again, you know, for basically eternity. I think that'd be worse than being killed. Yeah, you just gotta get rid of them. That's my that's my
2: thoughts on it. I'm I'm okay with them suffering before they die. I'm you, perfectly
1: okay with that. Do you think that maybe part of the argument for not executing, other than the humane money. side of it, it's that? But I'm saying the.
2: Prison, prison obviously, in most cases, money maker.
1: In most cases, if you have decided that you're going to take someone else's life, you've obviously lost all regards for your own life at that point, I would think. So losing your life, your own life, in most cases, is not... What, to them? The actual killer? Yeah, I think in a lot prosecuted? of cases... No, the killer. I think in their case, they don't give a fuck if you kill That's them. Good. They probably just assume care. you kill them. Sounds you good. You know what I mean? I don't, That's fine. Then I don't, let's give them their last wish. My point is, I don't know... If it's if it would be a deterrent, I, I agree they should be killed. Just from, I guess it makes the rest of us feel better. But I, I don't know if it's a deterrent in most cases.
2: I with fucking now if you
1: were gonna say like you were gonna if you got caught stealing you were gonna get killed like that yeah that's probably a deterrent to not steal. I've said this, but,
2: like I've I've said this before. I'll fucking I'll say it the rest of my life. But if if most of his victims would have been adults. I really don't feel one way or another about it. The fact that, you know, basically all of his victims were children. Fucking kill him. Kill him right. yesterday. I don't care how he feels about it, what the recourse, anything. I don't care. Just be done with him. Right. The world needs many, many less people like that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. No, I don't disagree. So letting it drag out, and we continue to feed these
1: fucking assholes. Well, this one didn't really drag out, right? This was pretty quick compared to these days. These days, these motherfuckers sit on death row for years and years.
0: I guess we need to be reminded now that we never want Hacker to give a victim impact statement at at somebody's trial (laughs) that killed us. (laughs) What? Yeah, I would... (laughs) The guys, <laughs> yeah, they were they were fine. They, they were, were on okay the way out, out anyway. Yeah, but they did were he, old.
1: Did, uh, one question: Did he fuck their kids? <laughs> no. Eh, sounds good. <laughs> yeah,
0: these guys weren't kids. They deserved it.
1: Um. Now you, the good thing you have going for yourself is you'll never get selected for jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> Ever for me? Yeah, Why's not that? a chance. I got interviewed one time. I wasn't selected. Yeah, I was there think you go in they start asking you questions and they're gonna be like nope not this guy he's
0: like if you guys are spending this much money to put him on trial he must be guilty
2: well my big thing was i had fucking sat there one day for a couple hours and then had to come back the next day so by the second day i'm getting paid fucking pennies to be here so by the second day you're gonna ask me questions i'm gonna give you the real pull you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah you might you well. got me the first morning i'd probably <laughs> give you some politicians answers but now I'm going to tell you how I really feel. You know what?
1: What if, like, guilty? Your, what if your strategy was to walk guilty. walk into, like, jury duty? Like, you show up for jury duty and you've got, like, a Hitler mustache and you're wearing, like, the <laughs> Nazi uniform with the arm patch. Like, <laughs> you what know. What the
2: fuck does that have to do with it? Why are you bringing that up <laughs> but for saying, me?
1: No, but I'm saying just in general, if, like, you would not be selected, you show up like that or show up with, like, a KKK uniform or something, like, bed sheet on your head, they'll be like, ah, not that guy. <laughs>
2: Oh, bedsheet on your head. Now you're
1: coming after the Muslims? He's what wearing...
2: the fuck? What are you on today? I'm just
1: saying, like, that would be a guaranteed way to not be selected, He's... although you could probably get charged with a hate crime in the process. He's
0: wearing that Marlboro jacket that he got with his points <laughs> <laughs> and his Confederate t-shirt. Meanwhile got this. Point. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: just so you know, you, you assholes around the side of the South, not me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um... No, it's uh, I I never had to go, man. Like, I well, once wait a
0: second. I just so there was a story or something. This is going back to the Confederate side. Did I dream this or did Ryan? You dreamed it. All of a sudden, tell a story the other day about how he has a cousin or you, your cousin down in Louisiana when you were down there. You said, "Yeah, that guy he calls everybody Yankees. We're all Yankees up here."
1: What's that have to do with anything? But that illustrates Dick and I. The point. exact point Precisely that we made that, that day
0: was that they they he, use he that.
2: never t- served in the Civil War. No,
1: but that has oh, nothing that's, to do with it. The fact that... Okay, that, if we were to
2: meet him, if we were to meet him, what would you two fuckers no. call him? If we were to meet him...
1: I wouldn't walk up and say, Hey, Johnny Rib.
0: Whatever his no, name is. What would you call him? Whatever his name is. What's his is? name?
2: Maybe not to his face. What would you call him?
0: I don't, I don't never know. met him.
2: If, if you were to meet him between each other, I know exactly what the fuck you would call him.
1: What would we call him? What would you call him? I don't know. What? I really like, don't know. You, what he look like? Hillbilly? Backwoods? Yeah. Well, that's that's true. What's I would, the I would also agree that the further from a major city that these people in the south live, the more inclined they are to be ready to take up
0: but arms. But I think we would have to meet him in order to make that assessment first. We don't you just would. automatically and, say that he's a hillbilly. or
1: And when's the last time he even crossed the Mason-Dixon line? Been a while. <laughs> been a while. I, I, we, can, swamp,
2: we
0: can move but on, but I thought it was there, fascinating that, you know, you made this comment about your cousin or somebody that... Uh, like, that's all he calls Northerners. Is what the
2: fuck do you have to say about Albert Fish? <laughs> no, let's talk we'll about it but <laughs> No,
0: seriously, though. This is a good point. This point's going
1: to come up. <laughs> many, like, I guarantee you that if you pulled the people of the South and said, what do you call people who
2: what's, live... What's the difference between you two? You just said you're going to call them a hillbilly or a redneck. No, that, so those were two guesses of what we that. thought you might no, be thinking. That's what,
1: that's I what you guys... I did not say that. We thought that's, that's exactly what you might what you
0: be... You said. No, You said it.
1: I, I live around hillbillies. No, like no, me. no. You you don't.
0: <laughs> I live ten houses down. Oh, wait, so you're you saying that
1: the people that live in the South are different. No. I'm just <laughs> telling you... This
2: man, that's most definitely what you would label him.
1: I don't think because that's derogatory. You that's not derogatory. No. That's that's not even like anything. That Neither is
0: Yankee.
2: But it's not, it's not
0: derogatory. But, We're not saying this derogatory. It's, but it it's it's a reference to a specific time. No, it's a reference to the
1: fact he that he ain't you saying live that we play in baseball in, yeah, in New York. How many people in the North refer to people from the South as Johnny Reb? Or rebels, or what do they confeds refer? What do they re- what do they refer to them as? You just said it. Besides uneducated, <laughs> redneck, no. right? It's not no because I think rednecks are universal. No. Rednecks are just about like if you. I've met rednecks that I mean, the, dude, rednecks is not a geographical thing. Now, yes, maybe no, are there more the of them in ain't. the south? Maybe, <laughs> but
0: but it's a reference to the Civil War. It's it's a reference to a side. Okay, specific they specific haven't specific. found a
2: different name for it. Okay. But you're definitely... Yankees? Categorizing them.
1: No, I just think for you sure. wish
2: we were. No. I asked you, and you gave me two examples. You don't even know this guy.
0: <laughs> no, for fuck's Matt's sake. Matt's a great guy. No, we were looking at your eyes, and the you first were waiting thing we, oh, You the were first to like the
1: two. You asked what we'd call him, and the first thing out of Dick's mouth is, what's his? Call him his name. Yeah. What's his name?
0: Uh, Creole. We call him Creole, Creole. Joe. Oh,
1: anytime, Joel.
2: <laughs> anytime he gets on the fucking microphone, it's gonna be the politician's answer. So I know exactly what's coming out of his mouth. No, but you guys, you'd be like, oh fuck, who is this fucking redneck? But I think that red rednecks come. But he is really Cajun, coon yeah. coon ass Cajun, and <laughs> that, that's how he Cajun. refers to himself. He is very very
1: cajun right does he own a confederate flag i did not see one though no but it's the first sign of any sort of conflict between the north and south how many seconds would it take him to he lives in the south same as most of the people in the north would be this is not a
2: crazy idea that this ever happened it's just where you're from.
0: You're, you're taking it way further than it was no, ever started. We're taking this to it a totally different Brian, fucking it, place it, than it, it needs <laughs> to be. Yes, he says Yankee. What? That was the only That was the only thing you that he said. It's you have an entire me.
2: fucking baseball team named the Yankees. Where do you maybe, think it
0: came from? Maybe we need to start rethinking it. No that. shit. Maybe it's time yeah, to yeah. get yeah. Right. fucking
2: rid of it. Yep. Might as well be the New York Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get rid of <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> It is funny though. You think about that. It's it's because of the people that they're referring to. The white U- people, yeah, and perfectly it's, fine. Not a fit, yeah. But the second you refer to anyone else, it's an issue. It wouldn't just be white people. It'd
2: be people who geographically lived in the north.
1: True, it could be of any color. What if there was a baseball team though that was like, like, I'm surprised that Ole Miss. I think at times they have. but I'm surprised they haven't gotten more heat for being the Rebels. Why would they? I don't. I don't know, man. I don't
2: buy into that shit. I don't care. It could be the Charleston Crackers. I don't give a fuck. Hey, have you seen like... Total honkeys, Houston Honkies. Fucking side line them here. all up. Have you seen this is all a fucking side seen? <laughs> have you what seen, you have you
1: seen <laughs> this baseball team, though? The Savannah Bananas? I love them. They come out in They're like and the Harlem Globetrotters of minor league baseball.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah.
2: They twerk before they take their batting practice. And well,
0: apparently turn. they've... Cre- baseball
1: they, sucks. They've essentially become that, though, where...
0: Are they softball or baseball? It's baseball. It's a it's okay. a minor
1: league baseball team. Okay. But they've 2A, essentially 1A, become a- though I where, like remember. they're going to become they're going to go on tour like the Globe Trotters where they're going to have like the Washington Generals that you know, there's the other team that goes I mean cuz it's literally I mean they these they sell out their stadium every time. Oh. Uh But yeah, I think they should, man. That, that's a great fucking idea. What? The the whole just take her on the gimmick, road. man. Yeah, be the the M O B should try it, baseball baseball's hard to watch. And baseball is hard to watch, yeah, unless you are which
2: I mean It I, doesn't. I unless you're on the fucking team. Baseball's <laughs> unless, hard to watch.
0: It would suck to even sit in the dugout and watch. I, I uh
1: I, I have a conspiracy a bad I have a conspiracy theory that like baseball has somehow conjured up this like home run thing going on with Pujols. and more so like Aaron Judge, you know, he's hit sixty one home runs. And they keep cutting into like football games, showing. Them. I'm like, I don't, I could not care less. I mean, when, I get it. But when Holes gets the
2: 6.99, he hit. throw him a fucking beach ball. That's
1: what happened. Yeah, he hit 700. Yeah, do it. I would. That's why everybody's getting pissed. Like all oh, these these pitchers are just. Why wouldn't you? You know, he's that close. Fucking give him. I think one. Same. Everyone call got him. Bob was Powery. It, I
0: think he just hit 701, didn't
1: he? Yeah, and the same thing happened when uh, was it Jeter hit like, or maybe it was his last at bat or something like that. Give and they're him like, one. oh, the pitcher grooved him one, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Like, yeah. it doesn't change. That's it's it's, it's yeah. a much better story than if you were the to person
2: bitching out. And couldn't hit a fucking baseball in any goddamn right. way. So it don't matter. Same with everybody else bitching about everything else.
1: Well, people in base baseball people are obsessed with the stats and the integrity. That's all they have because the, the game sucks and the numbers. The game is hard to watch. I don't know how you could make it better without completely changing it. You have to, like. But I, I, I'm saying it's going I don't to know. Die. Like it's I mean, going to die. They're doing a lot of things to speed it up with pitch clocks and stuff. But I don't know what else you could do to. Just put a pitching machine out there. I don't give a fuck. A pitcher I could care (laughs) less about. um, Well, our buddy Matty Ice, I saw he posted something on Facebook today saying that, you know, he's like, these days are gone. You'll never see these days again. It was like Greg Maddox throwing like a 74-pitch complete game or something like that. He's like, you'll never, ever see that happen again. You know, that's like four innings for most guys now, 74 pitches. I mean.
2: Because they're shitty pitchers. I don't know what to tell them.
1: And that's what's cool about Greg Maddox is he's always like, I don't care if you steal signs, I can I can tell you what I, exactly what I'm gonna throw. You know, he's like I'm gonna throw like an eighty six mile an hour uh cut fastball or two seamer or whatever the fuck it was he threw, and he's like, You probably won't even swing at it. <laughs> like,
0: you know, like
1: I mean, I
2: don't know. But check yeah. in check in next week as we talk about Lawrence Taylor who raped and
1: murdered a sixteen year old <laughs> hooker in his hotel room. He'll be the like- number eight seed. Lawrence Taylor, that's what we should do. We should do one of these one time, of uh pro sports murderers. Oh, Jay Simpson, Ray Caruth, that's it. What you got? Who oh, else? Gosh, um, what's his face? Uh, from the Ravens, Ray hey, Lewis. Lewis. That was in defense. <laughs> I think. Um <laughs> I mean, Aaron Hernandez murdered himself. That was probably the best thing he could have done. I don't know, that'd be. OJ. We should do some on OJ sometime. Be Fuck decent. it. We'll
2: just throw him in the face of the death.
1: Got two. <laughs> it qualifies. Possibly.
2: Two in the same time frame. All right. That's all you need. So.
1: Yeah, that about wraps up, though. Albert Fish, the werewolf yeah, he's of dead. Listeria. Yeah, he's dead. Gray man. Dead. Aaron,
2: Aaron Judge, number one Number one contendant in the face of the death. <clears throat> Albert Pujols, a close second.
1: Um, any any uh, closing thoughts on our friend Albert? No, he's dead. He is yeah. dead.
0: Three minutes, two shocks.
1: Best part. Is it, is it uh, where's Sing Sing? Is it in New York somewhere? Yeah, yeah.
2: the prison in
1: New York City. New York, New York. I don't know, maybe we ever get out that way. I wonder, can you visit the cemetery at the uh You
0: got to do some crazy shit, prison? but you can definitely visit Sing Sing. <laughs> but I mean, can you visit uh, the I don't, cemetery at the prison?
2: This is unmarked. Uh, you think so? Oh, I know so. Really? Just because of that fact. Oh no shit. It's probably under a number. I bet it wouldn't be Just that hard to find thing. out that number.
1: Yeah. You'd be surprised. Are there any of these like serial killer graves that are like Prominent? Like frequently visited, well known? I don't know. That's something I've Investigate I should look that, into. like Dahmer yeah. and Bundy and some of those guys. Yeah, a lot of times I think they
2: try to shy away from it just right. because they don't want to glorify but in some In this asshole. day and
1: age, though, not too hard to dig that shit up. Yeah, you would
2: have to have figuratively dig that shit up, though. Try it out. Oh, maybe so. Because I can't
1: imagine he was the first person to die at Sing Sing. No. No, but I just mean in general, some of these other guys, if, if they're grave. I mean, because the family, I mean, I guess the family families probably wouldn't want them to become tourist attractions, but at the same time, they would probably want them to be...
2: No, because you have some people
1: that want to go out there and fuck it up, and then you got other people that want to go out there and,
2: you know, snap pictures. Right. Maybe they were cremated. Yeah, Jeffrey could end up on a bowl of spaghetti or something. (laughs) Sprinkle them on there.
1: What would you do if, like, if Dick Dick told us, he's like, when I go, I want to be cremated, and I want you guys to like put me in a salt shaker and just sprinkle me on your meals until I'm gone. i do a little toot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would. I'd Mix. fucking chop up a line of dick. and Mix me in
0: with the adobo.
2: Get down? Yeah. I'd tear that ass up one more time on the way out. <laughs> I'd let him do it. Fuck it. All it right. wouldn't be
1: that bad. Let's get out of here.
2: So soon? So soon. Ridiculous. Well, Dick, might as well grab a beer. After you slam your phone on the table. All that reverb. (laughs) All right, everybody. It's been fun. Remember the giveaway. The Pub Time Hotline. Get your pull on all of it. Here's to those that wish us well. All the rest can go to hell. Fuck you, Albert Pujols.
0: Club I mean it. <laughs> Everybody in the club getting tipsy. 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 A straight bottom, you don't want to fuck with me. I got the police busting at me, but they can't do nothing to a G. Jeep. Wow, wow is a very nice.